AfroTales Podcast is a part of the Connected Podcast Network. Ahoy, my friends. Welcome aboard the AfroTales Podcast. I'm your storyteller, Aman Mazinga. Join me as we explore the tales that grew from the people of indigenous and African descent in the Americas and the Caribbean. After, come and see me, chef, who will impart upon you a recipe for the story you have just heard. So with no further ado, let us set sail on this new age of exploration. Prince Simpleheart. A king had three sons. The two older boys were as bright as a father could wish and had gotten through all their school. But the youngest, he was one of God's innocent creatures and everyone called him Prince Simpleheart. The bright one said to the king, Give us our inheritance so we can go into the world. Simpleheart wondered if he might not go with them. But his brothers teased him, and the queen said, What would you possibly do, numbskull? The king echoed her, What could you possibly do? Better stay home. The two bright ones set off down the road, each with their inheritance in a money bag, swinging from his belt. The youngest, although he hadn't been given a nickel, took it into his head to tag along. The two brothers waited for him to catch up. They gave him a licking with a green switch, but it was of no use. He would not turn back. The minute they hit the road again, he was right behind them. They stopped and gave him a few more licks and twice again did the same, but he kept on. When it got dark, he could follow along without being noticed. He saw his brothers step into the thicket and thought, they're, they're making camp. He got up as close as he dared and lay down under a tree that had three branches. At midnight, he was awakened by voices overhead. Three birds had arrived, one on each branch. The first said, I've got to sing, and when I do, I will drop my knapsack. The second inquired, What knapsack? It's the one that fills up with money whenever you empty it, the first replied. Then it opened its beak, and the knapsack fell to the ground. Simpleheart turned his head to see where it landed. The second bird said, Now I've got to sing, and when I do, I'll drop my little violin. Which little violin? The one that makes people dance when they can't stop. It opened its beak, and down came the violin. The third said, Listen, girls, I've got to sing too. And when I do, this little cloak is going to fall. Cloak? You know. The one that makes you invisible? It opened its beak, and the cloak came fluttering down. At the crack of dawn, Simpleheart jumped up and collected the three objects. At the crack of dawn, Simpleheart jumped up and collected the three objects. When his brothers saw him coming, they threatened to switch him again. But he showed them the marvelous thing that had been found, and they calmed down. One took the knapsack, 
the other seized the violin, leaving Sipperhart with the cook. So they traveled on for another day, making camp in the woods that night. As soon as Sipperhart was asleep, the two brothers snuck off. In the morning, seeing his brothers had gone on, Sipperhart thought, why well, stick to the road? With the cloak to make me invisible, I'll be safe from the wild beast and can take a shortcut through the forest. He struck off down a narrow path. In a while, he came to a tree loaded with sweet-smelling fruits. He filled his hat and his pockets, sat down on a log, and ate a few. Suddenly, his head was heavy. He felt with his hand. And what was this? He grown horns like a stag. If my father could see me now, he'd never let me back into the palace. Oh well, the better to ward off those wild beasts. He threw away the rest of the fruits and went on. At a little brook, he slipped and fell into the pool. Fortunately, it wasn't deep. Then he pulled himself out. Behold, the horns were gone. Now that I know what the cure is, he thought. He ran back, gathered up the fruits he'd left behind, and continued on till he came to the city. Simple as he was, he nevertheless knew he had reached the capital of the great kingdom. He headed for the palace, thinking the king might buy some fruit. The princess was on her balcony. Your Highness, he called. Fresh food for sale. Papa, there's a salesman here. The king came out took a whiff of the sweet-smelling fruit, and bought the lot. The next day, word spread through the city that their majesties and all their servants had grown horns. People ran to the place to get a good look, but no one was allowed to come near. Simpleheart threw on his cloak and, being invisible, stole into the royal chambers. He got as far as the queen and the princess, and there they were with antlers on their heads, weeping bitter tears. Knowing that his brothers must have come into the city by now, he left the palace to look them up. When he found them in their lodging, they said to him, why don't you come and stay with us? So he took advantage of their sudden generosity and asked to borrow the violin. Wrapped in the cloak with the violin in hand, he stood at the palace gate and started scraping the bow on the strings. It made such a lively tune. The majesties forgot they were wearing antlers and began tapping their feet. They strutted out onto their balconies. People rushed to catch a glimpse and crowded so tightly into the plaza they had no room to dance themselves. The music picked up speed. At the sight of the royal family and all the servants with their antlers whirling and prancing, the crowd let out a roar. The king shouted, Stop! Stop for a purse full of money! But Simpleheart shouted back, I want to marry the princess! Desperate, the king said, Very well! And Simpleheart put away the violin. The next day, he marched into the palace and announced he was the future husband of the princess. The king remembered his promise and allowed him to be brought forward. The king, the queen, and the princess stood behind a curtain to conceal their embarrassing antics. But the king peeked out and recognized the fruit vendor from two days before. 
In a fury, he ran around the end of the curtain, took Simpleheart by the ears, and threw him into the courtyard. Lock him up and hang him at dawn. At last, God has given up on me. But he thought again as he stared at the iron bars on the windows of his prison cell. They were in the form of crosses. Why lose hope? I swear by these crosses that the princess will be my bride. And it was lucky he still had the cloak folded up in his pocket. He called to the warden. Think of it, my good man. Today it's me. Tomorrow it could be you. Have pity and give me a breath of air. I'm suffocating. Open the door a crack. The jailer obliged, and Simpleheart, visible in his cloak, slipped away. He ran to his brother's lodging and said, Let me have a knapsack a minute. He emptied it a few times and scooped up the money. Then he was off to the shops, where he bought himself a doctor's outfit. He rented and furnished room and hung out a sign. Medical doctor, specializing in antleritis and other infirmities of the head. Word of the new doctor in town reached the king, and Simpleheart was rushed to the palace. The king stated his terms. My daughter's hand in marriage, if you can remove these horns. The doctor replied, I can, but I must warn you, the medicine hurts. No matter, said the king. Then get to work, ordered the doctor. Have a tank built, five meters on each side and four meters deep, and fill it with water. I'll be back in three days. The doctor was the truth bowing low and sweeping his arms. As he returned, he inspected the tank, dribbled oils and perfumes. At each corner, he set up a ram's horn incense burner. Now tell the king to come out in a bath towel. The king appeared, down on your knees. I hate to do it, but this taper hair switch is the only thing that gets the blood. 10 years of research have proved it. The king kneeled and the lashes came running down his back. Then the doctor threw him into the water and held him under until he nearly drowned. When he let him up, the horns were gone. It was the queen's time, but she only needed half a dozen lashes, and the princess needed no more than a touch with a silk handkerchief. Finally, the servants were doctored, with or without the taper switch, according to each case. When the cures were complete, they honored the doctor at a banquet and a ball. A few days later, he was married to the princess, and the king even gave him a crown of the rank. So that's how Prince Simpleheart became king of a powerful nation. And because his heart was good, he called his two brothers to the palace and made them high-ranking ministers. The end. Wow, another great story from the Latin American Folk Tales by Jean Beerhurst. Prince Simpleheart. And let's let's just dive into the fact that Simpleheart and Simpleton are not the same. He was a kindly hearted person. I believe, at least in the very beginning. 
but a simpleton he is not. And I feel like they may have looked at him as that. Maybe he was a gentle person. Maybe he doesn't like violence. Maybe he doesn't, you know, he's not the rough and tumble, you know, boy that they want him to be. But he's smart. Or he's not the smart that they like him, but he's definitely smart, right? He's not war smart, but he's strategy smart, if that makes sense to you. Let me go at it like this. He knows how to stay out of a fight versus going to war or getting in a fight and knowing how to win. You know, I feel like that is his intelligence and for his family that that's not the right type of intelligence. So they look at him as being stupid or dumb or, you know, on the lower mental spectrum. But definitely was not a simpleton. Lucky, because those three birds, his guardian angels, his um, fairy godparents, whatever they are, they gave him exactly what he needed to get the job done. And I don't even think he knew he had a job to get done. By going through the forest, he found some fruit that did some weird things and said, hey, I can make a business out of this. <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes you have to create your market. You know, that's just good business. Sometimes you have to create your market. And that's what he did. He went, he tried to sell some fruit and he sold it and he, he sold the cure. There's a lot of businesses out there like that, you know, not going to get into it, but we know about that. I do like how he, uh, he looked out for his brothers in the end and how he, uh, dealt with the king for, you know, what he did to him. The king was going to kill him, but I guess at the same time, he kind of, Brought it upon herself a little bit, you know, by, you know, giving them antlers to begin with. I don't know. It's one of those kind of stories, right? He's almost like a little trick. You know what? He's a trickster. He's a bro rabbit. He's an Anansi. He really is. I'll play dumb, but I'm very, very, very smart, right? He is a Nazi and bro rabbit. Wow. A Costa Rican version. Oh my goodness. I love it. And I hope you loved it too. Um, This was an awesome story. And I thank you for coming on this journey. We are moving right down into uh, the last country in Central America. And then we hit South America soon. Are you ready? I know you are. So until we meet again, go see Chef. He has a wonderful meal for you. And as always, have a blessed day.
Welcome, my friends, to the galley. I am your chef, chef, and today we have a wonderful recipe inspired by the story you have just heard. Today we will be creating gallo pinto. Now, what will you need for this recipe? Two tablespoons light tasted oil, vegetable, mild olive, or canola. One red bell pepper, chopped. One small yellow onion, chopped. Two cloves of garlic, minced. Two cups of cooked black beans. In a three quarter cup reserve cooking liquid. A quarter cup of salsa lisano. Three cups of cooked rice, preferably day old and refrigerated a quarter cup of chopped fresh cilantro now how do we put this together easy heat oil in a large skillet over medium heat until it is shimmering saute chopped bell pepper and onion until peppers are soft and onions are translucent about six to eight minutes should do. Add minced garlic and cook for one minute until fragrant. Add the black beans now. Reserved cooking liquid and salsa lisano. Stir to combine. Simmer for about five minutes until slightly thickened and a little bit of liquid is evaporated. Gently stir in cooked rice and cook until heated through and most of liquid is absorbed, about three to five minutes. Stir in the chopped cilantro, season to taste with additional salsa lisano, if desired, and serve. And that is it, my friend. Now, go, do what you do. Make this recipe yours. And until I have another wonderful recipe for you, remember Prince Simple Heart. And until next time, my friend, as always, enjoy. Thank you for joining us on this voyage. Thanks to Art by Chalet for the logo episode and t-shirt designs you may also get a t-shirt and other items on tpublic.com you can contact me on all socials at afro tales cast that's afro t-a-l-e-s cast and email me at afro tales podcast at yahoo.com you may also become a benefactor by simply sharing with any and everyone giving a thumbs up or rating in your podcast app of choice. If you wish to donate, I am on Patreon and coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com. So, until we meet again, may your winds be fair and your seas follow. <laughs>